This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, um, we've seen a lot of wide receiver movement in this offseason. We've seen wide receivers get some pretty big contracts. And... You know, a lot of people have been talking about the Deontay Johnson stuff. The Steelers have not had any conversations with Deontay Johnson yet on a new contract. They haven't had any conversations with Minka Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. on a new contract, despite some reports out there saying they were close. Those were completely and utterly false. Okay. <laughs> okay. They've been um, busy lately, folks. They've been a little busy with the draft. They have a very yeah. set way that they go about things. They don't, they're not going to just start their, those discussions until after the draft happens. So the reports out there, the first reports that came out, well, you know, Deontay Johnson is going to want $15 million a year. Again, a guess people were guessing. Mm-hmm. And then you saw some of the, the signings that took place this off season. Well, Deontay Johnson is going to want $20 million again, people guessing. Nobody's spoken to Deontay Johnson about this. Nobody's spoken to Deontay Johnson's agent about this. Nobody's spoken to the Steelers about this, and there have been no discussions. But other than that, everyone seems to have a pretty firm grasp. Pretty firm grasp on what's going on. But I'm looking here at the – this is the uh, average salaries in 2022 for wide receivers. Tyreek Hill is at the top of it at $30 million. Devontae Adams is second at $28 million. DeAndre Hopkins is at $27.25 million. A.J. Brown is now at $25 million. Stephon Diggs is at $24 million. D.J. Moore is at Mm. $20.628. Keenan Allen is at $20.025. Amari Cooper is at $20. Chris Godwin is at $20. Mike Williams is at $20. Brandon Cooks is at $19.88. Uh, Michael Thomas is at 19.25. Christian Kirk, who everybody talked about that deal with the Jaguars, is at 18, as is Kenny Galladay. Nobody, t- nobody said anything about Kenny Galladay signing an $18 million a year contract right. with the Giants a year ago, but everybody went crazy when Christian Kirk did it this year. I'd rather pay Christian Kirk than I would Kenny Galladay. Yeah, he's better. <laughs> he's better. No doubt. He's yeah. better, yeah. Tyler Lock- old, too. Yeah, yeah, right, and, and injury prone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Lockett's at 17.25. Mike Evans is at 16.5. Robert Woods is at 16.25. Adam Thielen is just a shade over 16. Cooper Cup, a bargain at 15.75. Yeah, right. Allen Robinson's 15.5. Cortland Sutton is 15.2. Robbie Anderson is 14.75. So when, uh, and then it drops off down to Corey Davis at 12.5. Okay. Curtis Samuel at eleven five. Those are that's uh, the, the top. Uh, Michael Gallup is there at eleven five as well. That's your top twenty five highest paid wide receivers in the NFL going into the twenty twenty two season. As we sit here today, mm-hmm. does anybody? Re- and by the way, Tim Patrick is right outside the, the top twenty. Is he really? Wow, eleven point three million for Tim freaking Patrick. Wow. The Patriots are pay- paying Nelson Aguilar eleven million. Mm-hmm. Does anybody wow. really think that Deontay Johnson isn't worth between 15 and $20 million a year? Yeah. And I, I figured we were going the same direction here as, <laughs> you know, as you're a couple, there's a, a few names on that list 
Woods and Amari that basically their old team dumped them because it was a bad contract, you know? Right. Um, there's obviously ones at the top of that list where the new team just gave up massive draft capital and they're signing them on top of that. That all adds up. There's a couple on that list. Mike Williams comes to mind that are new contracts for guys coming off their rookie deal that I think are probably the best comps. You know, like Mike Williams and Deontay Johnson are very different style receivers, but I could see the league valuing them similarly. Maybe Johnson gets a little more his stats. The back of his football card is better than Mike Williams. Williams was drafted higher and is bigger and has more traits. So, but the other th takeaway I took from that list, especially before you start getting in the Aguilars, you know, like the top 20, the top 25, almost all those guys are worth it. Like, I think if we pulled up other positions, there'd yeah. be five in the top 20 where you go, oh, that's a bad deal. You know, <laughs> receivers, I mean, this kind of is like a dynasty football thing. If you draft receivers early, they usually don't bust and they last a long time, you know, like especially once they've established themselves. Like, I don't think A.J. Brown's going to turn into a bad or bad player. Where running backs don't last, other positions can be up and down. That it's pretty safe investment that these guys will remain good. You know, the, of those top 20, how many of the teams are regretting their contracts? Not many. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, maybe, you know, if they are, it's based on injuries. Like Michael Thomas at, at 19.25. When they right, signed right. him to that deal, he was coming off monster seasons. and But then, he, you know, he's been hurt the last two years. He was pretty much the best receiver in the league. I mean, he, right. he wasn't much different than Devontae Adams is now in terms of, you know, where he ranked in the league. Yeah. As a to me, the, like the Amari Cooper deal was a bad deal. And the Woods ones were, were bad deals. Yeah. But the, the the new team's picking it up. I mean, it's not right. like they were on the open market. I mean, team yeah. traded for them because they keep it. Kenny Galladay was a bad deal. I mean, we could find some yeah, on yeah, here. Yeah. But honestly. All in all, it's not. It's a list of the best receivers in the league. It's not, wow, that's a horrible one. Ooh, that's a horrible one. Like, it, I'm here's, sure if we looked at tackles, it would be bad. Here's the thing, Matt. If you look at the top receivers in the league last year, Deontay Johnson in 16 games had 107 catches for 1100 or 1161 yards and eight touchdowns. Mm -hmm. That's more catches than Keenan Allen had in the same number of games. I might add. Yeah. That's more yards than Keenan Allen had. They're similar producers at this stage in their career. And Johnson had two more touchdowns. Okay. That adds uh, up. That's more catches than Stefan Diggs had in 17 games last year. Hmm. I mean, he's what the second targeted receiver in the league last year. He had a hundred top three. Yeah. He had 160, 169 targets. He was tied with Devonte Adams for second most in the league. And you said, well, you know, he should catch it many. Well, Justin Jefferson had 167 targets. He had one more catch than Deontay Johnson last year. Okay. So that's the, that's the neighborhood he belongs in folks. It is. It absolutely is. Um, so there's also an argument of, well, do we want to pay receivers at all? You know, why not just draft one on day two as the Steelers did this year? And we'll, our, we'll just keep churning the, the receiver room. And I'm open to this idea. Don't get me wrong. Like you could trade Deontay Johnson or better example, Juju leaves. He helps your comp pick game next year. Or you trade Deontay now, 
and you keep getting picks and you keep investing one every year in a day two receiver and you'd have a cheap young receiver room. But I just pulled up the numbers at over the cap and the Steelers right now have 11 million under the cap and they have 75 to spend next year. That's tremendous. But you got to give it to somebody. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like it there used is to be a, the opposite. There is a salary yeah. floor right. as well. And you want to keep your own that have earned it too. You want to send the message. It sends a message in your locker room. What kind of message does it send in your locker room when a guy like you see Deontay Johnson working before practice on catching the football and working after working on his craft. Mm -hmm. And then you, and then you say, well, we're not going to pay him. And you let him go. Sends a terrible message. A terrible message. Right. I mean, there's, there's value to keeping your own, and maybe you consistently recycle the wide receiver twos and threes on the team, whatever. I mean, it, 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 you know, there's uh, certainly value, and obviously this team believes in day two receivers are good business, but you need three or four of them at least. And I, I think you pay the guys that have earned it, you know, and I think he's earned it. Am I paying him AJ Brown money? No, but I think he gets 18 based off that list you, you, you mentioned. Well, here's the other thing. The Steelers have had four receivers in their history who have had 100 catches in a season. Heinz Ward, Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson. The first three guys all did get a second contract from the team. Hmm. Yeah. So now they you will could, pay receivers. You could say, well, Juju's second contract was basically a one-year deal. And that's true. Yeah. And but, maybe that wasn't the plan to bring him back, and it just worked out that way. I don't know that uh, – based on Juju's – They paid receivers over the years, though, including they, Heinz yeah, Ward. They gave Heinz right. Ward a second contract. They tried to give Mike Wallace a second contract. Mm-hmm. They tried. They offered him the second contract. He turned it down. That's when they pivoted to Antonio Brown and gave him the second deal early, I might add. Mm-hmm. And then gave him a third deal. <laughs> yeah. So they have paid wide receivers. If they think that that uh, Deontay Johnson is a number one receiver, and his numbers certainly suggest that he's a number one receiver, he's the only guy currently on the roster that we know of who can beat man-to-man coverage consistently. Right, right, exactly. That leads me to this, too, because as you were talking, I pulled up Pro Football Focus's yards per route run stat, which I think is one of the best ways to judge a wide receiver if you understand the context. Deontay's 35th in the league, but there's also like 20 guys on this list ahead of him that only have like three catches. So that doesn't really count. So really he's like 15th in the league and he's right, right next to Stefan Diggs and Terry McLaurin. DJ Moore's in that neighborhood. Keenan Allen's in that neighborhood. Christian Kirk's right in that neighborhood. That's where he produced. But I mentioned the context of it all with all respect to Ben and the way the offense was run. I can't imagine Deontay's average catch point is going to be as low down the field going forward as it has been. You know, like I still think his ability to attack the middle of the field and downfield and hold the ball a little longer from the quarterback position is only going to raise that number and produce more yards per catch. Yeah. I mean, you know, even if you just look at his yards per target numbers, um, you know, they could be certainly be better. I bet they, they're really low. They have a 6.9, but this is 6.9 is the same as Marquise Brown. Yeah. 
Makes you know, I, totally you know, different I, usage, but yeah. Now people also want to talk about the drops. Well, here's the reality of that situation. Mm-hmm. He had four last year. Four. Four. Not 40, not 14. Mm-hmm. He had four. Yeah. Um, Keenan Allen. Had a really bad stretch in 2021. Or yeah. 2020. 2020. There was a four or five game stretch or whatever where right. the bulk of his career drops came. If you look at the leaders from last year, the leader, the leading drop guy in the NFL, this is according to NBCSports.com. They track drops. Okay. Which is also subjective. Stat. It's very subjective. Close enough. Right, 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 right. Keenan, Keenan Allen had nine. Jamar Chase had nine. They led the league. Mm-hmm. I mean. You know who leads the league and drops every year? Good receivers. Good receivers because they get a lot of targets. Yeah. Amari Cooper was atop the list early in his career. Welker was always high. Edelman was always high. Especially good receivers that catch the ball near the line of scrimmage. Like or over Keenan the middle Allen. a lot. Right. And get hit by linebackers and not pushed out of bounds by 190 pound corners. Right. So I, I, that to me is not an issue either. I, I think I thought, he, I thought he had a very good year last year. Um, you know, did, did he fade down the stretch a little bit? Did he have some issues? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't, didn't play well in the playoff game who did. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, to me, it, 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 it's a no brainer. I mean, this is your number one guy. Which drops are the most overrated stats of wide receiver analysis, and it's an easy, cheap way to ding guys. But targets are earned. Drops happen when you get a lot of targets. I mean, there's the Larry Fitzgeralds of the world that don't have that problem that are rare. But drops overall are not a big problem. If you have bad ball skills, you fight the football, you double catch it all the time, you can't make plays outside your body, that's different. That's a problem. But if you're getting open – and the ball's coming your way. Targets are earned. Targets are earned. And he gets as many targets as anyone in the league. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. <laughs> right. He's, He's the best guy. Right. Is he, is he a number one receiver? Hmm. In that the, tr- in the truest much- sense. He's the right. Steelers' number one receiver. But I'm going to say no. If we're talking about true number ones. Now, the way some teams defend him. They see Everyone defends him as a number one. As a number one, yes. Yes, yes. And, and the fantasy world's always funny. You're like, wonder who's going to lead the team in target. It's Deontay. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. this. the whole – every defense they play knows it. Everyone in the world knows it, but no one quite is – if he had been the 10th pick in the draft, like Chris Olave this year, and puts up these numbers, everyone would call him a number one receiver. He didn't come into the league with the same fanfare, and there are other receivers in the room that are very good as well. So people want – you know, is he the number one? He's the Steelers' number one. When you ask me, is he a number one, that's a different question to me. You know, is he a number one on just about any team in the league? That's a small handful of players. Andre Johnson is that guy. Is he Andre Johnson? No. But is he a top 20 receiver in the league, which has immense value and is worth maybe 20 million a year without question? Is he a number one period? I would say he's right outside that. If I had to draw a line of who number ones are and who aren't, he would be the best of the not number ones. Yeah, I, I heard a thing today that there was somebody they were talking actually talking about the Patriots and their draft, okay. and, and they were ripping the Nikhil Harry pick a, a few years ago, which was the Deontay mm-hmm. Johnson draft. 
Right. And they said there were some good receivers taken after, after Nikhil Harry. Oh, yeah, there were. And they, you know, they named AJ Brown. They named, you know, some of those guys. Metcalf and McLaurin yeah. and right, right. Didn't mention so, Deontay, didn't mention Deontay Johnson. Right. Like, he's right there in that conversation with those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, he just, I don't think he gets the respect that he perhaps deserves, not only nationally, but from a lot of Steeler fans. No, I think you're right on that too. And the offense has been hard to watch lately. So, I mean, I think McLaurin's like that. I think DJ Moore's like that, where I look at those two. And if you would put DJ Moore or McLaurin on the chiefs, if they were drafted them instead of Miko Hardman, all in the same draft, they would be number one receivers, you know, and the Steelers situations over the last two or three years, hasn't been quite as bad as Carolina's or Washington's, but Deontay has thrived in that environment. You know, it's, it has not been a great passing game here and everyone in the world's keying on him. I mean, those are facts. He's catching a lot of the same passes, same routes that Antonio Brown did. Now he's not, I'm not saying he's not as good as Antonio Brown was in his prime. Maybe it was the definition of what I'm calling was a number one receiver. Right. But there, I mean, he's doing some of the, some similar things with with similar targets in that. Uh, again, I you know Cooper Cup's a number one receiver. Devontae Adams a number one receiver. Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson is a number one receiver. Stephon Diggs. Um, yes, those Keenan, are all easy ones. Yeah, Keenan Allen. Yeah, I'm not sure how many. You know, McLaurin is. I think Chase is one, or will be. Will be, yeah. You know, I mean, it's and only been I'll, a year, but he's pretty rare. I don't know how many there are other than that. Really I'm gonna just stand the league. I'm gonna just name. I'm looking here at the, at the reception. You, you, I don't think, I think Mike, Mike Evans. Evans I don't is. know that he is because Mike Evans has a lot of games where he has two catches. I know. I wonder if Evans was a stealer, would he target Deontay though? Yeah. I mean, some of those are Brady traits. I they think are. DK Metcalf might be, but he also doesn't he do has, everything. Well. He has a lot of games where he has two or three catches. Like right. just the number to me, a number one receiver is a guy that the team will throw the ball to, even if he's double covered. They will force the ball to him because they know he can make plays. A B and Julio in their prime. You know, A B like and Julio easy. in their prime. Yeah. I don't see that with DK Metcalf. I don't see that with Mike Evans. Yeah. I like, think they're. I can they make can a. I can it, make though. a better argument that Mark Andrews is that guy is is a number one receiver. Oh, Kelsey's a number one receiver. Kelsey's a number one receiver. Right. Kittle healthy is a number yeah. one receiver. Right. Andrews and Waller might be as well. Pitts will be someday, probably. Right. That's a good conversation too. Of the young guys, and this doesn't apply to Deontay much. Like Jefferson became that immediately. Right. I think Jamar Chase will be. And I think C.D. Lamb will be, but there's Lamb's not out of the woods yet. You know, I mean, in terms of the the soon to be established number one guys, I'm going to fight you on Evans, though. I mean, that guy's a thousand yards every year of his career. I think he's great. Yeah, Uh, I think he's great. I just don't know that he is a true number one because they allow him to be taken out of game. They they do it themselves. Yeah. Well, that's a Brady thing. I, I don't know. But I they, think it happens. A, I think AB sure didn't help his cause because Antonio was really good as a buck. Yeah. Before he lost his marbles, you know. <laughs> By the way, did you see he's coming back to Pittsburgh for a concert? 
Oh, is he really? Maybe we should go. Uh, well, let's do it. <laughs> I'm sure people will notice. I could hit him up. I could text him, see if we can give us some tickets there for that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think people are, are off track when they when they, they say, well, I, I wouldn't pay Deontay Johnson. Well, first of all, it's not your money. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing to remember. The Steelers have to pay that money to somebody. I would rather pay it to Deontay Johnson than hope that somebody else hits and, and you know, you hit on it in the draft. Just because you've had mm-hmm. past success drafting receivers doesn't mean that it's going to happen every you time. You can live on that. Yeah. Right. Well, and it also gives you next year, you don't take one on day two and you take a corner, you know. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if you, if you, you pay the, do it. Yeah. If you give, you know, if, if you give Deontay Johnson a new contract, extend him, that takes that off the, off the table for you. Now you can focus, you focus on the defense. Again, he's 25 years old. Yeah. And, and I'm sure the way they structure the new deal, assuming he gets one is, if he's a declining player in two years or isn't worth that money, you can get out of it or, you know, or it, trade him. I mean, or it's, trade him or right. You know, we've, we've seen again, receivers are very movable trade commodities him. without yeah. question. And maybe as without much question. as quarterbacks, maybe yeah, more I mean, so it's easier to trade them. And, and these young GMs in the league are not the old school. We can't trade our picks. You know, people are willing to move and dump future first. And, you know, it's easier to move a guy now than ever hundred percent. And again, I've been stressing a lot this offseason of Pickett is so cap friendly and the economics of football and drafting the right positions in the first round for economic reasons. And again, the Steelers right now, as it stands this second, supposedly by over the cap standards have 75 million in cap space a year from now, which is going to make for another fun offseason for you and I talking about it. But you want to, you got to give the money to the right people someday. I mean, Minka, TJ, Deontay, is Deontay as good as those two? No, but you don't just let them walk and not pay them. I mean, you don't want to be the team with 75 million in cap space every year. Yeah. No, I agree. I I think, you know, you got to pay somebody. Why not give it to the guy in your locker room who is – who's your leader on offense? Why not Deontay Johnson? I saw something out there that said, well, Deontay Johnson's – he's he's shown him maturity issues. I haven't seen that at all. I haven't Just seen the that. rest of the receiver rooms been immature for since AB doesn't mean he is right. I have not seen that at all. I've seen a guy who has put the work in and uh, done all the right things on the field. Mm-hmm. And again, they do have to develop leaders on offense. And yeah, I think there was a conversation I had on video with Missy Matthews that if you look at, just the offensive players that you expect to play a lot of snaps this year. I mean, like the top 14 offensive guys on this team, including Trubisky and Pickett, you know, Deontay, I think is the oldest one of the group. Yeah. Unless, unless, <laughs> I mean, it's unless Mason Cole breaks into the starting lineup. I didn't include him. Right? Yeah. Deontay Johnson will be the oldest guy on offense. The oldest starter slash, you know, two deep on the tight end list, three deep on the receiver list, you know, yeah. guys that play. So, that that's my my thoughts on Deontay Johnson. Um, I know some you know some of the, our listeners may disagree with that. That's fine. Your opinion on it, my opinion on it. Um, mm-hmm. The bottom line is he's a good receiver. You don't let those guys just walk for nothing. I would at least explore that. You know, if he wants twenty five million, then no. But I don't think he's going to want twenty five million. No, and I don't we think don't, he'll get I, it from anybody. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think we know what Deontay Johnson wants right now because nobody knows. There have been no talks. I can't stress that enough. Yeah, yeah. 
Nobody's I'm spoken sure to his agent. No, right. he hasn't spoken about it. And the Steelers, they haven't had a conversation about it. So, you know, that's shitty. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the way that is right now. Yeah. We're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to the drive here on Steelers nation radio. We'll be back with more right after this.